Can the Aggies defense slow down an Appalachian State offense that scored 61 points in week one? On this episode of the Locked On Aggies podcast. You are Locked On Aggies. Your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What is up? Welcome back to the Locked On Aggies podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Joey Ikes. Thanks so much for making Locked On Aggies your first listen. Today's episode is brought to you by Upside. Download the free Upside app and use promo code LOCKED to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. This week, this Saturday... The Fighting Texas Aggies take on the Appalachian State Mountaineers. This is going to be the first time the AM football team has matched up with the Mountaineers in program history. And I like to joke with all the traditions at AM, very rarely do you get to be the first person to do something. But this football team gets to be the first team to play against App State. And if you follow college football at all, which you do if you're listening or watching this show, You know Appalachian State played one of the most, the only word you can use to describe it is nuts games that you will ever see in college football. And that is saying something because there are some crazy, crazy games in college football. They faced against, they faced off against North Carolina in week one in at home for App State, which is rare for those types of matchups. And the game wound up 63 to 61 North Carolina. At one point, going into the fourth quarter, it was 41 to 21 App State. Or no, excuse me, 41 to 21 North Carolina. And App State decided to score or managed to score 40 points in the fourth quarter against North Carolina to come back and have a chance to win the game. They missed two two-point conversion attempts in the last two minutes of the game that would have either tied the game or given them the lead had they had they executed it at the time that it happened. But how, how did they do it? We went back, we studied the game, we studied the Appalachian State offense, And for App State, the offense, the offense that scored 61 points against an ACC opponent, a Power 5 opponent, how did they do it? Well, it starts for App State with the running game. And you're going to look at me and you're going to say, Joey, You're nuts. Chase Bryce, the App State quarterback, completed 25 of 36 passes for 361 yards and six touchdowns. How on earth can you tell me that it starts with a running game? Well, I can tell you that because as a team, App State had seven different guys carry the ball. They had a total 
of 43 rushes for the game for 294 yards, or excuse me, 288 net yards and three touchdowns. That includes a long run of 52 yards, another run of 38 yards, and an overall average for the team of 6.7 yards per carry. The leading rusher, so App State really has a two-headed running back attack. Uh, That's led by Nate Noel and Cameron Peoples. And they're number six and seven, so it's really easy to see who they are when they're playing offense. Nate Noel had 14 carries for 116 yards and two touchdowns, including a 52-yard score. He had an 8.3-yard per carry average. On almost every single first down in this game, App State lined up in either 11 personnel or 12 personnel, so either three wide receivers and one tight end with a running back, or two wide receivers, two tight ends, and a running back, if you're talking about 12 personnel. In the pistol set, where the quarterback is four or so yards away from center and the running back is lined up behind him in a sort of traditional running back alignment, with either a tight end lined up as a fullback or a traditional tight end, and they ran some version of outside zone. Now, there are all kinds of variations and window dressings that you can get to, and they ran it to the strong side or the closed side. They ran it to the weak side or the open side, and they ran it with motions and reverses and all this other sort of stuff off of it. But it's their entire game plan. The way they play offense starts with lining up and being able to run inside and outside zone or wide zone and tight zone, depending on the the verbiage that you use. Most of the passing game, especially on early downs, is built out of that alignment with some form of play action and a pass off that play action. A lot of times there's a bootleg action off of it, or sometimes if it's an inside zone or, or a zone read RPO type action, that it's more of a downhill run action with a pass right behind it. But it all starts with the running game for the Mountaineers. Now, part of that running game is the fact that Chase Bryce does have the ability to get out and run a little bit. In the game, he had eight rushes for 36 yards, including a long of 10 yards. And they'll use him on some interesting It's sort of a modern twist on uh, the old school triple option wishbone type stuff. Lined up out of that pistol, he'll have the option to hand the ball off to the running back going straight downhill, run the ball, or throw the ball to usually a tight end who's running sort of a flat route. And he will read what the defender does who's responsible for that tight end in the pass route and either run or throw based off of that. So they have to be able to, AM has to, if they're going to play and contain this App State offense, they're going to have to start with containing the running game. Now, what did North Carolina do that caused them to struggle against that running game? Well, one thing they did is, and it's a, a trend now across all of college football because of the way most of these college football teams play, they played with light boxes. What that means is they played with five, maybe sometimes six guys in the box 
even though that meant that they were outgapped or outnumbered in the box. They were okay with that as long as they could react and make the tackle. They were okay giving up three, four, five yards of carry to not give up the big play, hopefully, in the passing game. The problem is they couldn't do either. Their defensive linemen up front were getting turned and caught in gaps. So when a team runs zone running game, they're trying to move their offensive linemen laterally and create movement from your defense in that lateral direction and count on the idea that as you move your defense one way or the other, that the spacing and the continuity between your defensive linemen and your linebackers and your, your guys playing, playing against the run isn't going to stay um, – you're not going to stay clean in your spacing. That somebody's spacing is going to get reduced, somebody's spacing is going to get expanded, and it's going to create a hole for the running back to cut through the hole and, and create an explosive play. And that's exactly what happened against North Carolina. And part of that is the way that North Carolina's defensive linemen were playing against those run blocks. Now, AM's defensive line is um, significantly deeper than what North Carolina has available to them. AM has one of the deepest defensive line rooms in the country. Because of that, they've got a lot of different body types, and we've talked about this before. They go all the way up to Isaiah Rakes and McKinley Jackson in the 330-pound range. And they go all the way down to the 250 range, even down into the 240 and 230 range with some of the guys. So they have the ability to bring speed, to bring size, and they're going to need those two big players, the two big guys in the middle of the defense, to hold up and keep the interior offensive linemen for for App State from getting that lateral movement and creating that displacement. For App State to be able to run the ball, they're going to have to get that movement. And if the AM defensive linemen, which according to the way they were listed on the rosters and on the pregames, they only have one offensive lineman who weighs over 300 pounds on the offensive line for App State, and that is the right tackle who weighs 305 pounds. Two of the interior linemen, the center and the right guard, both weigh under or both are listed at 285 pounds. And if you know anything about the way players are listed on football rosters, that probably means they're closer to 280 or even maybe 275 or so pounds. So AM should have, just like they did against Sam Houston last week, should have a distinct advantage in terms of size and the ability to handle the guys up front and the movement and action up front from the App State Mountaineers. Before we talk about their passing game, let me tell you guys a little bit more about Upside. From cringing at the pump to getting an eye-popping check at your favorite restaurant, inflation is hitting us all where it hurts. And it really hurts. And that's why we have started to use Upside. Upside is an incredible app for anyone who buys gas, groceries, or dines out. With every purchase, I'm earning cash back thanks to Upside. It's really simple. We do it all the time. You're going to get gas anyway. 
So you might as well open up the Upside app, just like I do, super easy to use, and find the locations that give you the most cash back. It's really easy to get started. Download the free Upside app and use our promo code LOCKED to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Then claim the offer for whatever you're buying on Upside and check in at the business and pay as usual with your credit or debit card and you get cash back. You can earn up to three times more cash back with Upside than you can with your traditional credit card rewards or loyalty programs. Upside users are earning more than a million dollars every single week and that's why they have a 4.8 star rating on the App Store. Download the free Upside app today and use promo code LOCKED to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more using promo code LOCKED. As we move to the passing game for the App State Mountaineers, we've got to talk about Chase Bryce. And we talked about him a little bit earlier in the week on our show with Cameron and about Bryce's journey through college football over the last several years. He started his career at Clemson, spent two seasons at Clemson, then transferred to Duke and spent the 2020 COVID season at Duke before in December of 2020, he decided that he was going to transfer again and wound up at App State. So he stayed in the same area of the country in the Carolinas, but did transfer three times. And he has been at App State since the 2021 season. He led the Sun Belt in passing in 2021. He's a very good, very experienced quarterback who knows what he's what his tasks are in this def- in this offense. And what App State was able to do in the passing game was extremely impressive. There were guys, there were Mountaineer receivers running wide open all day against North Carolina. They had four players catch at least, or excuse me, they had five players go over 40 yards on the day. They had six players catch at least two balls. They had seven players with a long reception of 20 yards or more. So seven players on the App State receiving core, pass catching group, including tight ends and running backs, had receptions of 20 yards or more against North Carolina. Again, the same point that I made with the AM defensive line, I will make the point with the AM secondary. The AM secondary is going to be, as we go throughout the year, and is going to prove to be one of, if not the absolute best secondaries in the country. They have one of the best defensive coordinators in the country. And it is loaded with talent. The leading receiver for the App State Mountaineers in week one 
was Deshaun Davis, who had six catches for 72 yards and a touchdown. Christian Horn is the guy who they think of or talk about as their big play, explosive play threat. And he had three catches for 59 yards and a long touchdown. His long of the day was the was one of the longest catches of the day at 31 yards. The longest reception of the day went to Dalton Stroman, who had one catch for 41 yards. Again, the production in this game for App State was spread all over the team, the entire offense. Everybody got in on the party for App State in week one. But they're facing a little bit of a different animal this week for Texas A&M. So what's the key for A&M? Chase Bryce was pressured on only about 20% of his dropbacks by North Carolina. He did well when he was pressured, but he was only pressured about nine times, according to Pro Football Focus. That's about 20%. You compare that to the numbers that AM put pressure on the Sam Houston State quarterback last week, they were at just shy of about 40%. So almost double the pressure rate. And that's going to be key. You can't give Chase Bryce a clean pocket to operate in and pick apart a defense. Now, granted, like I said, the secondary for AM is a significant step up from the secondary that they're playing out at Chapel Hill in North Carolina that showed up at App State last week. But you still have to put pressure on the quarterback. It is the key to the whole thing. And you have to be able to do it. And I I think with the depth and the just the pure availability of talent that A&M has, they have the capability to put that pressure on the quarterback with only bringing four rushers, which is Absolutely vital. You have to be able to put pressure on quarterbacks without bringing extra players. You can bring extra players as a changeup if you see a matchup or a look that you really like. But the key to being able to play winning football, especially in a, in a league and in a nation and a sport at this point overall, where teams are spreading you out and they're making it harder on you to bring extra guys without declaring it very early. So you either have to declare it very early or bring the guys really late and you're going to get beat if you if you bring the guys late because they're not going to make it in time. A&M's got to be able to get pressure with the front four. Fidel Diggs, Shamar Turner, these guys have to get after the quarterback. We saw the freshman, uh, LB, LT Overton, Walter Nolan, these guys have to get involved in the game. They have to put pressure on the quarterback and the corners and safeties have to play tight coverage. There was space everywhere for App State against North Carolina, and that can't happen if you're DJ Durkin and the AM defense. You have to start with putting them in bad positions on first down. Slow down the run game, stop them for two to three yards, put them in second and eight, second and seven, second and 10 or 11 every now and then, and make them beat you from the pocket in traditional drop-back passes, and you will slow down this offense. 
North Carolina was not able to do that. Texas A&M has the horses and has the capability to be able to do just that. We're going to get into a little recruiting update. A&M got some big news on Wednesday night, Wednesday afternoon, as T.J. Shanahan. Finally, we've talked about T.J. for weeks and weeks now as a guy who could commit really at any time. And without much fanfare, without a whole lot of, hey, I'm going to set my commitment date for the 10th of September or or setting a date, building um, building anticipation, TJ just announces his commitment. He just comes out and announces his commitment and says he is going to be a Texas A&M Aggie. We have felt good about where A&M stood with TJ for a while, and we knew that there was a good chance that the commitment would come at some point soon. And it came on Wednesday, right on the heels of Bravion Rogers recommitting, and it just continues the momentum and the dominoes that we're going to see fall over the next month or two. The visitors list for the game against Miami next week is going to be absolutely nuts. It's going to be bonkers, the number of high-profile guys that are there. This A&M class has gone from ranked in the low 40s a few days ago, according to 24-7, to now, according to 24-7, they are the 24th ranked recruiting class in the country. For a little context, A&M now, with T.J. Shanahan's commitment, announcement, and Bravion Rogers back in the class, has 11 total commits in the class. There's no other class in the top 25, according to 24-7, that is under 14 current commits. And the top four or five schools all have 19, 20, 22 commits. The only other team, even in the top 50, with only 11 commits is Ole Miss, and they are 48th in the country with 11 commits. Everyone else in the top 50 has multiple more commits than A&M does at this point. And A&M is still the 24th ranked class. Now what that tells you is that tells you that A&M is significantly scoring with very, very highly rated recruits. Almost the entire class is four and five star recruits with the exception being the punter that they have, who happens to be the nation's best punter and uh, and Nikhil Bertrand, an offensive lineman who is an up-and-coming type of player who will be a, will be better in college than his ranking, along with, uh, I'm not going to butcher his last name, but Samu, the defensive lineman from Atascacita, the, the very, very large human, six foot three, 380 pounds is what he's listed at, at 24-7, although they they say he's down around 350 or so, uh, I believe, on uh, what he's playing at this year. Um, he's a three-star also. So they have three three-star recruits, seven four-star recruits, and a five-star recruit at this point 
in the process. And that is why AM is able to be so highly ranked. They have the second or third highest average ranking or average rating per prospect in the country, according to the 24-7 composite scores. So AM is still recruiting at a very, very high level. It hasn't gone perfectly for them in the 2023 class, but they will continue to work. Peyton Bowen announced he's going to be in College Station for the game against Miami coming up here next week. Things are looking up. Things are going well for AM on the recruiting trail. Thanks so much for listening today. That's going to do it for our show today. I am your host, Joey Ikes. You can follow me on Twitter, at Joey Ikes. You can follow the show on Twitter, at Locked on Aggies. And you can find us on YouTube, at Locked on Aggies as well. If you're listening to this on the audio side, wherever you get your podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Odyssey app, wherever you get those audio shows, go give us a watch on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel over there. We're trying to grow the channel. I'd love to get the channel up to 1,000 subscribers by the Alabama game. I think that would be awesome. So I'm going to set that challenge for you guys. Go make those subscriptions, and we will grow this channel. We will give you guys the best possible coverage. Now that you've made Locked on Aggies your first listen today, go make your second listen, the Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022, an eight-episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NFL season. The local team experts of the Locked On Podcast Network, plus a betting angle from Lee Sterling of Locked On Bets, all combining into one ultimate NFL preview. Search for the Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.